You're listening to Life UPC Richmond Hills Audiocast. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to read to you guys from Romans chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to, to Romans chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. If you don't have your Bibles with you, Sister Shakira is going to pull it right up there. on the. She already has it right up here on the screen for us. Praise God. All right. Technology. Awesome. But you know what? We don't have to have it. It's nice to have it, though. Praise God. In Romans chapter 1, verse 15, it says, this is Paul speaking. He says, so as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. And he says in verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Praise God. I want to preach to you this morning just for a few minutes. And uh, the title of my message is Not Ashamed. Not Ashamed. Praise God. Brother Conway, would you pray for us this morning? Thank you. Lord God, we just ask that you bless this off, this message today, God. We bless the pastor, Lord, and what he is going to do for us today, God. We just ask that you continue to keep us in your guiding hands and watch over us today, God, and continue to help us to prosper. In your name and in Jesus' name we pray, God. And everybody said, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Not ashamed. Praise God. <clears throat> you know... I've seen lately on like Facebook posts and people, they awesome stuff, awesome good stuff that people post that someone has done for them. It's wonderful, you know, especially I've seen, I saw the other day someone was struggling financially and they needed some groceries and they gave a shout out to somebody in the community. That, that, that said, and they said that they came and they picked them up, took them to the grocery store and got them some groceries and, and they gave them all kinds of praise and I, it was wonderful. It feel good. It makes you feel good. It makes you want to go do the same for somebody else. Amen. It makes you feel like you want to help somebody as well. It's good to post these things. I, I love that I see this stuff. And how many of you have <clears throat> had somebody done something for you in your life and, and and, and did you did you let other people know about it? That man, so and so, they they did this for me. I, I was in a in a bad situation, and, and, and you know my car broke down maybe. And so and so, they came and they picked me up and they took me to to uh, to they had my t uh, car towed and they took me to the uh, to the auto shop to pick it up and all kinds of stuff. Right. Have you ever done that, anybody? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> you, you gave them praise and you let other people know about it, right? Anybody? Okay, most of us, yeah. Most of us have had something like that. And you make sure that they get credit for it and you, you want other people to know. But it's good for us to share these things because it helps us want to do the same thing for somebody else. Amen? You've always heard pay it forward, right? Pay it forward. Somebody does something for you and then you pay it forward do it for somebody else. It's wonderful. <clears throat> wonderful. How many of you have ever had somebody come and, and, and do something for you like that? But you didn't tell anybody about it. And, and you didn't even acknowledge that they did. Anybody ever done that? Not many of us. Maybe a couple. Maybe if it was your parents, maybe, or something like that. 
But that's right. Come on. For the most part, you 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 let other people know, and you and you acknowledge the fact that they did a, this great and awesome deed for you, and and you want other people to know about it, so they know. And, and not only does it encourage them, but it makes the other person feel like their, you know, their deed was good and it was great, you know, right. awesome. Come on. <clears throat> Praise God. Our opening scripture, Romans chapter 1, verse 15. Paul had some a, a miraculous transformation in his life. I don't know if you remember what Paul was like before he became Paul when he was Saul. Y'all know that he got Jesus changed his name, and before he was Saul, and he was persecuting Jews and going at or not well they were Jews, but persecuting the Christians and and, and um, going after them and arresting them uh, for preaching the gospel. And sometimes they were arrested and even killed. But he had a transformation in his life. And, and, and somebody did something in his life that just transformed him. And it wasn't uh, just anybody. It was God manifested in the flesh. Jesus did something in his life. Amen. And you look here, he's sending a letter to the Romans. He's saying, I'm, I'm looking forward to come there and preach the gospel to you soon. I want to minister to you guys too. And he says, so as much as it's in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also, he says. Right, and, and let me tell you, Rome was a place where uh, you, you didn't want to really preach the gospel openly too much at this time. Right. Because they were getting persecuted. And let me tell you, Christians were getting persecuted everywhere. Right. But even more so in Rome at this time. But yet he said, for I am not ashamed. Right. I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God that gave me my salvation, that set me free, and I'm not ashamed. I'm here to tell somebody today, I am not ashamed to proclaim the name. Hallelujah. We cannot be ashamed in this place. You can't keep it inside. You, you, you can go out and you can tell everybody about what so-and-so did to your life, but you can't tell everybody what Jesus has done for you, where he brought you from, where he delivered you from, and where he's bringing you to. Praise God. Praise God. We cannot be ashamed. We were talking about the other night in, in, in Bible study, in the Elements Bible study that we've been doing. We were talking... About, uh, I think one of the questions that came up, Brother Conway was doing the lesson, and, and and one of the questions that came up was, do you think it was it's harder for us today right. to to preach and minister the gospel, to right. proclaim the name? Do you think <clears throat> do you think it's easier, harder for us today than it was for them? Right, come on. And some people might automatically say, well, yeah, it's pretty hard for us. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You look back at the time they were in. There was a handful of Christians. Not many, but they knew who Jesus was, okay? They knew what he's done and what he did for them and where he brought them from. 
And there was a handful in this big old world that was persecuting them every day in Rome and Jerusalem and everywhere they went. It didn't matter. They were getting persecuted everywhere. Yet they were able to proclaim the name. And here we are today in a world where almost two-thirds of the population claim to be Christian. Now they might not know truth and they might... Well, they might not know all, uh, uh, as much truth. Let's put it that way. Praise God. And, but we are living in a world that, that two-thirds of the population almost say that they're Christian. It should be easy for us to proclaim his name. It should be easy for us to say, look what God has done for me. Look where he brought me from. Look what he delivered me out of. The drugs, the alcohol, whatever it may be. It, 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 God delivered me from this. Right. And he took me to this. Right. We should not be ashamed to proclaim the name of Jesus in the world today. Amen. Praise God. And we even talked about the last, last weekend, last Sunday I believe it was, we were talking about the last thing that Jesus said to his disciples. The very last thing. That's got to be important, right? It has to be something uh, uh, that's necessary. And the last thing, and in fact, we call it the Great Commission. Right. We should not be ashamed to proclaim his name because God has commissioned us to proclaim his name. Amen. It's in the Great Commission, which is in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and it's even in, in the book of Acts. And it tells us in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but you shall receive, Jesus said this now, you shall receive power. Yeah. You Power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. The Holy Ghost that dwells inside of us gives us power to overcome our fears of proclaiming his name, of teaching and preaching his word to everybody that we know, everybody we come in contact with. It's the great commission. He said, you're going to receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall, he said, you shall be a witness under me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. We, it is our commission. God, it is our purpose. God told us to proclaim, to teach, to witness to those around us. That's what we do. We can't hide inside of us. You can't go to church and and, and, and repent of your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and then just go home and don't tell anybody about it. Uh -oh, watch it. Watch it. Or don't go to work and tell anybody about it. Come on. That's good. Or to wherever you might be going to school, you let people know, oh man, right. let me tell you what God did for me. I was... I tell you what, I was knee deep in drugs and, and I couldn't get off of them. I was hooked. I, I, oh, let me tell you something. I had a bad addiction and there was nothing that the world could do to get me out of it. But I turned to God and I repented of my sins. I got baptized in the name of Jesus and he filled me with the Holy Ghost and delivered me out of the sin that I was in. Praise God. We got to feel like that every day. When we wake up in the morning, we got to wake up with a purpose. We got to wake up saying, 
who am I going to tell about Jesus today? Oh, I'm going to work and I'm going to meet a couple of people at my job. I'm going to have to tell somebody because I can't hold it inside because this is what I've been called to do. It's what I've been called to do. That's my purpose. You know, I have a family. I take care of my family. I got a job. I go and I work and I make sure I pay for the bills and and I take care of my family, and, but my job is not my purpose. That's it. Come on. That's good. And, and, and That's good. My purpose is to proclaim yes. the name. Yes. Come on. And I'm not ashamed to Amen. proclaim the name. No matter where I go, where, no matter where I'm at, it doesn't matter if I'm in the restaurant. If I see yeah. somebody in need, I'm going to go up to them. I'm going to say, can I pray for you, brother? Can I pray for you? Can I tell you what God did for me? I, I can feel where you're at, and I know that you're not in a good place right now, but I'm here to tell you there's somebody that can deliver you out of the mess that you might be in. Can we pray, brother? Oh, hallelujah. We got to have that conviction inside of us. We've got to be convicted. Praise God. Psalms 105, verse 1 tells us, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known, listen, make known his deeds among the people. How are they going to know unless you let them know? we got to let everybody know that we come in contact with or they're not going to know what God did for you. Now, they're going to they're gonna see changes in you. They, You know, they'll see the change in you. And, and they'll see that, oh man, they're not the same person they used to be. I don't know what it is, but they ain't the same person that they used to be living in sin. There's something that changed about them. They're not sinning anymore. And they're going to get curious and they're going to want to know about it. And when they come to you, you need to let them know. But don't wait for them to come to you. Go and let them know. Amen. Praise God. Just tell everybody. Tell everybody you know. Your friends. Your family members. I know it's hard to talk to your family members about God. You know, they, it, it's hard. You know, they saw where you were. They saw all that bad stuff that you did. And they know your past. So sometimes it's really hard to minister to them. They're like, I don't want to... I don't know, who are you to minister to me? Right, but as they see the change in your life, I'm here to tell you, they'll know. They'll, and they'll begin to listen. They'll begin to listen. You keep talking to your family. You keep telling them about Jesus. You keep telling them they need to come to church. They need to, they need to repent. They need to get baptized in the name of Jesus. And maybe a lot of them know some truth, but I'm here to tell you, there's a lot of people that don't know enough truth. There's a lot of people that think, well, I, and we talked about two-thirds of the population almost considers themselves a Christian. But a lot of that population believes that they, they, they feel that, well, I believe in God. I'm saved. Well, let me tell you, it takes a lot more than that. Okay, believing is what we, we always talk about it. Believing is just the first step. You got four, you got, you got five steps, three keys. The first step is you got to believe. You got to believe that Jesus is who he says he is and he will do in your life what he says he's going to do. And the second is the first key to the kingdom of heaven. Is you've got to repent. Repent 
of your sins. And, and we always talk about this. This isn't just saying, I'm sorry, God, and going back out and doing it again. Right. Repentance means turning away from the sin. Right. Saying, God, forgive me for this, but I don't want to do it anymore. Right. And I want to start living for you. Now, sometimes we slip up and, right. and we make mistakes. That's why you got to repent again. Right. Come on, Paul said, I die daily. daily. Repent. So that's the first key, but the second step to making it to heaven. And then the third step, the second key, would be to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Because there's only one name under heaven given by which we must be saved, and that's the name of Jesus. There is no other name. Praise God. The Father is Jesus. The Son is Jesus. The Holy Ghost is Jesus. Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. Praise God. So you, the, the second uh, key, third step, is you got to be baptized in the name of Jesus. You got to take on the name. When you baptize in the name of Jesus, you're buried with Him in the blood, and, and all your sins are washed away when you come up out of that watery grave because you took on the name of Jesus. And then the third key, fourth step, will is we got to receive the Holy Ghost. Jesus told Nicodemus, except the man be born again of the water and of the spirit, being baptized in the water and receive the spirit of the Holy Ghost, he said, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. So you've got to have the spirit of the Holy Ghost. And it's the same spirit that raised up Jesus. The same spirit's going to raise you up. And that's the Holy Ghost. That's the third key. And those are the keys just to open up the door. But we said there's five steps. There's three keys, five steps. We only said four of them. The fourth, the fifth, the fifth step, once you open up that door, is you gotta keep living for God. Keep walking that way. And a part of living for God is proclaiming his name. And that's the name of Jesus. I am not ashamed to proclaim the name of Jesus. However, I was reading to you from Psalms 105. It said, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds to my people, among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Take ye all of his wondrous works. Glory you in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember Always remember his marvelous works that he has done and his wonders. Praise God. We got to proclaim those works and those wonders that Jesus has done in our lives because those are personal experiences. Amen. There is no better testimony. There's no better message that you can preach or teach to anybody around you than your own personal testimony. Amen. Because you lived it. Praise God. You lived it. And you've got to proclaim it. You've got to let other people know. Don't keep it. Don't keep it inside. You've got to let the whole world know what God has done for you. Don't be ashamed to proclaim the name. Praise God. Luke chapter 9, verse 26, Jesus said, For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my words, see, we cannot be ashamed of Jesus. 
Of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory in his Father and in the, in the, holy, of, in the holy angels. But I tell you of truth, there be some standing here which shall not taste death because we are not ashamed to proclaim his name. And we will have everlasting life with Jesus in heaven. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. God is so good. Amen. I mean, after everything that he's done for you, sometimes we get so complacent in our lives because God has blessed us so much. And sometimes we wonder why he doesn't bless us more because we become more and more complacent. And the more and more complacent that we become, we we tend to just take it for granted. That's it. Everything that he's done for us. We cannot take it for granted how God has blessed us in this place. We've got to let everybody know how good he is. Praise God. <clears throat> Isaiah 52 verse 6. Therefore my people shall know my name. <clears throat> Therefore... They shall know that in that day that I am he that doth speak. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings. That publish peace. That bringeth good tidings of good. That publisheth salvation. Praise God. We need to stand on the mountaintop and shout it. Praise God. Let everybody know. Let everybody know. Quit trying to hold it for just us. Because God's grace and his mercy is for everybody. It's not just if somebody didn't proclaim it to you, where would you be today? Praise God. Proclaim it. Don't be ashamed. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace and mercy, oh, Lord, that is for everybody. Hallelujah. Praise God. First Peter chapter 4 verse 16. It says, Yet if any man suffer as Christian, let him not be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Some of us have suffered even as a Christian. Some of us have struggled even as a Christian. Some may have been brought up in the church backslidden and it was tough. But don't, don't not tell anybody about it. You need to proclaim it. Tell them what God did for you because they need to know that, that God's grace and mercy is extended to them even though they backslid. Amen. Praise God. Don't be ashamed of where he brought you from. You were on drugs and alcohol, whatever it may have been, but God delivered you from that. That's the past. That's the past. You don't want you don't want to live in the past, but you still remember where he brought you from and you let other people know because they need to know that his grace and his mercy extended for them as well. That's right, that's right. Because his grace and his mercy is extended for every single soul. Every soul. That's good. On this planet. It doesn't matter what what religious background you may be. If you're Muslim, it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter what economic background you have. God's grace and his mercy is still for you. Amen. So if you're watching on Facebook Live today, you listen on a podcast, whatever it may be, and you're hearing this message, this message is for you because it's for everybody. Amen. Everybody. Praise God. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. So we look at our opening scripture once again in Romans chapter 1. Like I said, Paul, you know, he had all the right intentions, I'm sure. I'm certain of that. He was a, a Pharisee and he was living for God. He thought he was doing the will of God when he was persecuting people. Going after the Christians and throwing them in prison and, and even having some of them put to death. And when God appeared to him on the road to Damascus and blinded him and he said, Saul, Saul, why dost thou persecute me? And he's like, who are you, God? And he's Jesus, God manifest in the flesh, the one that you've been persecuting. And can you imagine... You know, he thought he was doing the right thing. Can you imagine the guilt that he might have felt? That he was having people arrested, persecuting them, and even put to death. I mean, you would, that would be pretty heavy. If I knew, if God came to me and spoke to me like that and said I was doing the wrong thing and and it would almost seem like I don't know if I can recover from that. Can you? Can how can God forgive me for going after His people? But yet God's grace and His mercy is for everybody. And so God changed him, completely changed him. Here's a man that was persecuting the whole, uh, all the Christians of the day, and here he is. Later writes two-thirds of the New Testament. Praise God. God used him in a mighty way. Right. But he was not ashamed, he said here. Right. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And he was not ashamed to proclaim the name. Even though, <clears throat> even though he was one of the Pharisees that was persecuting. And now he's going to be the persecuted. Right. That's good. Even though that they were going to come after him. It didn't matter. He was going to proclaim the name. And that's how we need to be in this place, in this time, in this day, in this city. You cannot be afraid to proclaim the name. You cannot be ashamed. We've got to, if you want revival in this place, first and foremost, we've got to be in prayer. Amen. We've got to be in prayer in our homes, in, in, in corporate prayer, at the church. And, and when we have church on Sundays, on Thursday, we need to be in prayer. First and foremost. But also, we cannot be ashamed to proclaim the name in our lives to everybody. That we come in contact with. We need to proclaim his name. Thank you Jesus. And I'm getting ready to close here. <clears throat> in just a minute. If someone could play some altar call music. Praise God. I got just a, one or two more scriptures to read to you. First Peter chapter 4. Verse 9. I'm here to tell you. Each one of us, God is called. Amen. The great commission is for us here in this place today. I'm here to tell you that God has chosen you. God has chosen you to proclaim his name. 
He has chosen you to teach and preach the gospel every to every person that you come in contact with. They need to know what God has done. And God has chosen you. First Peter chapter four, verse nine, it says, actually, it's not first Peter chapter four. Well, I'm going to read you the scripture anyways. It's in, first, it's in Peter. You are a chosen generation, God says, a royal priesthood. Each and every one of us here is a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. We are a holy nation, a peculiar people. That you should show forth the praises of him that have called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. You should show forth, it says, the praises. You should let everybody know and praise God for where he's brought you from out of the darkness that you were in and into his marvelous light. Praise God. And then it says in verse 10, which in times past were not a people before you were not a part of God's people. But when you turned to God and you repented of your sins and you were baptized in the name of Jesus, you took upon his name, you became a part of the family, a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, and you received the gift of the Holy Ghost, God dwelling in you, and you got to proclaim it, which in times past were not a people, but are now the people of God. We are God's chosen people, and we've got to not be ashamed to proclaim his holy name. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want to open up this altar. Thank you for listening to Life UPC Richmond Hills Audio Cast.